Hi there. Welcome back to Third Shift Thoughts with Joe Fizz. I am Joe Fizz, um, and we are back after a couple months of hiatus uh, due to me finishing up school. But school is finished, so I will continue on my once a month Third Shift Thoughts posting. Um, and if you're new to the program, welcome. Uh, I am Joe Fizz, as I've probably said like four or five times, including in the song. Um, I just basically explore the nature of things that I think about when I am walking around at night at work. <clears throat> For example, in the past, we have had topics ranging from why do you always check out under your bed? Um, in the future, we're going to have thoughts on it. Atla- We've had thoughts on Atlantis in the past. In the future, though, looking to delve into a little more bands, maybe incorporate a couple memories uh, that I have of different things, uh, providing my experience. Uh, this podcast started from basically my friend Lori saying, you should just talk about things, uh, provide insights that you've seen through your life. And I thought that was super cool. I thought that made me pretty happy inside. So I decided, sure, I'll I'll take the helm of podcasting. And honestly, it's become one of my favorite hobbies. Uh, I love it. I wish I could do it full time because uh, I'm that just that creative person but you know uh life happens i want to give a shout out to apple and garage band specifically for providing the drummer for this uh intro song um i do not own any of the uh loops that i use the only thing that i do um as far as the music goes is i provide the guitar work all that guitar work you heard was me not to self brag but I wanted to give a shout out to uh, Third Man Records and their new Plasma Coil pedal. It is by far one of the most amazing things I've ever used. And being a huge Jack White fan like I am, I love incorporating uh, Third Man aesthetic and work into my podcast uh, and just life in general. So thank you, Third Man. Uh, I was not told to plug that. I just wanted to give a big thanks for that. So, for today on the program, what are we going to talk about? Something that's probably been in your face and you're just so sick of it, uh, but I wanted to throw it out there. It's COVID-19, and I know a lot of people will turn the podcast off right now because they're just sick and tired of dealing with it. Um, I just wanted to provide some insights that I had into COVID. Um, So, here we go. So, obviously, COVID-19 is a pandemic that has swept the whole world. Um, it has been somewhat divisive in the nature of, you know, the country specifically, at least the country that I live in, uh, has been told to quote unquote shut down. Uh, this has been going on now for about a month or two. Um, it has been, you know, things have been restricted. Products have been flying off the shelves. Um, I was actually really lucky the other day to procure a tub of Lysol wipes. They were off-brand Lysol wipes, but they're still, they're still Lysol wipes. Um, bleach wipes you know disinfectant wipes however you want to put it um it was the last one on the shelf and i thought you know that they were uh they were in the nature of you know people were like waiting in line and then as the stalkers of the store i was at put them on the shelf uh they were just they were just handing them out left and right uh you know i saw somebody while the individual stocking the product were talking briefly, there was an unopened crate of it. And there was an individual behind them and said, 
excuse me, can I have one of those? And it just struck me that, you know, the nature of this is not partisan in nature. Um, This is something that we are experiencing that has been politicized, but from a basic point of view, this, you know, can kill people. Uh, This is something that has killed people. This is something that we need to, and inevitably, as far as this podcast goes, we need to be kind. We need to be considerate of those and to perform our civic duty, which is to stay informed. Now, again, I have never really promoted politics on this podcast. I think part of it is is that I just don't want to experience the twofold in nature of it. Uh, depending on however I have a take on it. And then someone can use that take and say, well, this person agrees or disagrees with me. And it just causes a whole, as the TV show Downton Abbey says, a brouhaha, which I don't want. I don't want that. But there's something to be said about being informed with science and being kind enough to realize, okay, maybe I need to practice some social distancing. Maybe I need to practice some mask wearing and, um, the glove wearing thing is still a little divisive, um, but ultimately, regardless of not whether you want to wear gloves, just wash your hands. Be as cleanly as you can to be considerate to our youth and elderly and also those that are immunodeficient. Um, I know that I know someone personally. I think we all know somebody who is either elderly, young, or immunodeficient, but I know personally someone who's immunodeficient. And I'm trying my best to help them stay healthy, stay safe. And at the end of this, see through the, at the end of the tunnel, when we can procure a vaccine and we can all have the herd immunity that we need to ultimately be kind to one another. Um, Again, if you have problems with my take on it, you know, you can message me personally i will discuss it as kindly as i can with you um i know for me personally i'm trying to limit as much outside contact as possible but the weird thing about this is is that because again i'm a nerd i have bookshelves upon bookshelves and dungeons and dragons books on dungeons and dragons books and video games i have stuff that i know can keep me company now uh this is the part that i really want to hone in on there was a brief moment in at least where i live where um we were told to stay home now essential workers uh i'm among one of those essential workers we're out um we you know we took the precautions as needed uh which but the thing is though is that this was definitely scary i know some individuals um who were uh, for load and they were enjoying the first part of it but as we know there there are things that come in such as bills and wondering when the next check may come um, things of that nature and I just want to be the calming voice to tell you that I personally believe that everything will be okay now I don't want to come at this from a privilege angle just because like I said I am a, an essential worker um, I want to come at this from the point of view of that the hope and the utmost you know universal prayer is that this is temporary this does technically have an end to it in sight we just need to be calm and we need to be patient and we need to 
like I said, be kind. We need to be kind to ourselves too. Um, I know during the um, the initial portions of the uh, shutdown, I was thinking, I was like, man, I really wish I could do third shift thoughts right now because I would love to say, hey guys, take this time that you have to reconnect with yourself. So part of the meditation section I had, being kind, doing something for yourself. You know, for me, that was, um, I picked up video games again. I love video gaming. Um, it's been a minute. I honestly, uh, if this is, if this will be crazy to you. I never finished Skyrim. Um, Skyrim for me was one of those games where when I was younger, I got bored, but now that I'm older, I'm like, dude, there's so much I can do. Plus with school, things like that, I just never finished it and had the time. Um, Checking in with yourself, checking in with loved ones, you know, reaching out to your grandparents, your parents, you know, if they are older or they had to stay in, you know, for, for me, it was really cool to see people connecting on Zoom for their birthdays and stuff like that. And I think when this is done, it's going to be a lot more kind. Like, I think we're going to enjoy each other's company even more. Now, again, I know there are situations where people have to stay away. I know there are instances where your family dynamic is not something that is beneficial to you, and that's okay. Um, maybe instead of family, it's friends, you know, people that you can reconnect with and enjoy that hug from or enjoy that personal presence. You know, me personally, um, we, I got to see my uh, immediate family um, <clears throat> this past weekend. Uh, and, you know, after months of not seeing them, after practicing proper distancing, which we still did when we were um, in the vicinity for uh, some graduation uh, purposes. And, you know, it was so enjoyable. It was, I valued that person's time, those people and the people around me, their time so much more. Uh, thinking about, you know, having the initial portions of the shutdown, it provided me the the actual break that I needed from all the other activities going on around me to just, you know, level out, reconsider, uh, reconvene with myself, allowing me to take a step back from the busyness and say, Hey man, <laughs> it's okay to take a day off. Like it's okay to just relax and to do whatever you want. And that's okay. Um, again, so which I say to you, I hope that if you had some time off, uh, that you were able to reconvene with yourself and say, yeah, like, this is cool. Like, I'm, I'm happy, I'm calm. I'm going to reconnect. I'm going to drive on and I'm going to realize just how valuable this time is. Um, and if not, if you were an essential worker during that time, all the power to you, like keep driving on. Um, I hope that you personally can find some off time. I know that there is a kind of like a rally around the flag effect when this kind of thing happens and you don't want to, you know, step away because there are people on the lines in your stead and they are um, in your in your place when you are not there and it makes you want to go back and be there on the front lines with them. But every superhero needs a break. Every essential worker needs a break. And your feelings are valid about this and it is okay. Um, once again, I'm going to say this so many times. I don't want to politicize this. Um, 
every every person who is experiencing this pandemic, their worries, their fears, their their anxieties, you know, they're all valid. Um, I just want you to, within your different positions, respect what it is that you have with each portion of it. And to close out this portion, I just want to say, per the Grateful Dead, um, we will get by and we will survive. Um, the Grateful Dead is actually going to be my next segment, a dead and company slash Grateful Dead. Um, but I again, I just want to say, if you have time, don't see it as a wasted time. Uh, I know it's hard to for some because, you know, anxieties with bills and things like that but if you can reconnect around you with reconnect with your surroundings and yourself um, if not also and additionally your family um, maybe pick up a hobby pick up something that you know you've always wanted to do I know for me again it was video games like I picked up video games again um, and it was fantastic like I, I love them even more than I did you know 10 years ago <laughs> 10 years ago um but once again, I implore you, I beg you, please, please, please try. And if it, if it takes me to push that narrative, then that's okay. But try to consider what you have slash what you had um, with this kind of reset. It's phenomenal. It's something really interesting, I think, that hasn't really happened before in society um, as far as, you know, this modern society or postmodern society technically um just just value like take the minute to step back and value what it is that you've been given um i know for me i really haven't played guitar for the again for me i haven't played guitar for the portion of the pandemic and now that things are starting to pick up and i have more time i'm like oh crap my guitar like i'm gonna pick it up and play and what you've listened to in the beginning of this recording is the uh, the third song, the third one that I've just come up with um, since I've had the minute to stew and think and all that stuff. So again, I hope you're quarantined. Um, you are safely able to uh, work that in the event that you can't, that you take the time to reconnect revalue and reassess what is going on and if those conditions are met i hope that you are safe and that your health is in good shape and nobody is affected in your family by this um so that way we can continue to keep getting by and surviving thank you for that little bit i've been stewing on that for a couple months now um again if you have problems with it um that'll probably be as the most political that I get ever. And that wasn't even, in my opinion, really all that political. But we're going to take um, a little narrative break. Um, instead of doing a song today, I'm going to tell a story. So I'm going to give like five or ten seconds of silence, and then I'm going to cut it into this story. So I've been thinking a lot about what I wanted to do for like the interlude. Um, I kind of want to narrate or shuffle it between 
stories from my uh, existence and also just like music because I music is my life. Um, but I think today I want to talk about a memory that I have from when I was younger. Um, I was about 14 and um, one of my favorite bands was Paramore. Um, you know, Paramore, if you don't know who Paramore is, they are a, um, they're a post-punk pop band. Um, they're, they're technically pop-punk. Uh, <clears throat> they're a couple Grammy award-winning, uh, they're, I think they have a couple Grammys. They have about five albums now, I think. Um, comprised of Haley Williams, uh, at the time that I saw them, it was the Faro brothers and I forget the basis name. I apologize. <laughs> um, but anyway, so they were on their brand new eyes tour, uh, specifically the Honda civic tour. And, uh, that was actually almost a decade ago, which kind of freaks me out. Um, but anyway, so I begged and begged and begged my grandparents to take me. Um, for those of you know, who know my grandparents, uh, this doesn't come as a surprise for those of you who don't know my grandparents. Um, all my grandparents are great. Um, my, my grandpa and I are obsessed with music. My grandma is also obsessed with music. Um, we, I still have memories as a kid sitting, uh, next to grandpa and we were playing Oh brother, where art thou on the stereo CD. And, uh, I yodeled with him and it was just so much fun. But anyway, uh, I just asked my grandparents, I'm like, hey, can you just, can you take me to this show? They're like, sure, we'll do that. So we went to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. I got to see a lot of Bruce Springsteen's gear and things from his life, which was super cool for somebody who was just learning to play guitar and had a big dream. Uh, ended up going to the Hard Rock Cafe, which was a lot of fun. And uh, I saw this group of people there and they were wearing Paramore shirts. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. Right on. All right. Maybe I'll see them later at the show. So we get to the show and to say that it wasn't packed is an understatement. You've got, uh, I forget the real, the up and coming opener's name, but you had Tegan and Sarah, Newfound Glory and Paramore. It was a riot. Um, pun intended. (laughs) Um, so you know, we were playing, you know, and my grandparents were like, no, you can go have fun. You can go have fun. I said, okay. So I, you know, looked to the back and I saw where they were and they were standing along like a little concrete barrier and, uh, in the back next to the restrooms. And, you know, I dove into the crowd for a 14 year old coming from small town. Uh, this was like an awakening experience. Uh, you know, people drinking beer, people, you know, making out people, you know, running around like crazy. Um, it was, it was interesting. So anyway, um, I had a great time, but what made this night so magical for me was that it was one of the first, it was technically my first rock concert, but it was such an experience to have all these people my age were all screaming these lyrics. Um, you know, again, I was 14. Um, but it was cool too because I have like the coolest grandparents ever and they, you know, were so supportive and going. 
at the end, my grandpa was like, I really like that, you know, and it was just so funny to me because, you know, angsty pop punk and my grandfather who um, listens to 1950s and 1960s, 70s, like all decades of music, but it just made me laugh. Um, So, but the one thing I will say though, it's, this is the show that really got me hooked into live performance because there's so much energy. There were punks everywhere. There were, um, there's people all over the place and it it was just bizarre. But the one thing I remember the most was that, um, we all were just screaming the lyrics back at these barely like, I think they they themselves were only like 20 something, 20 somethings. And it was just a cool moment. It was cool to have that moment with a lot of people. Um, so thinking about that, reflecting on that, especially in the mid, midst of this pandemic, um, you know, it, it was just such a good time. So this was definitely one of those moments where uh, I personally fell in love with rock music and live performance. And hopefully, fingers crossed, will be one of the penultimate reasons why I go, myself go out and play uh, live music. So anyway, thank you for the little blurb. Uh, again, I know that was just kind of a really random portion. Uh, I know that some people had mixed emotions about the music, so I'm trying to shake it up a little bit with memories that I have from life. So a couple more seconds and we'll go back into the Grateful Dead. So now the next thing we have to talk about is the Grateful Dead. Uh, The Grateful Dead formed in 1965 in California. Uh, As the legend goes, um, they were a result of um, the new drug LSD coming in and they were testing it, blah, blah, blah. Uh, As apparently and allegedly the CIA, you know, was part of the creation of this. Um, So inadvertently, the CIA created the Grateful Dead, blah, blah, blah. But anyway, the Grateful Dead had a 50-year career spanning multiple albums, multiple awards, the thing that you have to understand about the Grateful Dead is not necessarily the the nature of the drug use, I want to say. The Grateful Dead is more than the drug use. You know, a lot of people immediately go to the drug use and they're like, you know, which drug use isn't good, you know, but they immediately go to the drug use and they're like, devil band or this and that and the other. If you actually listen to the lyrics of the Grateful Dead, you will find a lot of things that are very insightful. For example, um, touch of gray. Every civil, every silver lining has a touch of gray. I will get by. I will survive. They're pragmatic lyrics. They're things that ground you. I remember, again, when I was in high school, this really struck me. It didn't take me. It, it didn't get me until years later, when I realized that the Grateful Dead actually have something going on with them. Like there's something more. So I started delving deeper into the the lyrics and things like that why is this band so big you know why are they arguably one of the best american bands ever you have to understand with the grateful dead too that they aren't your typical five minute or less song band with um these certain boundaries to them the grateful dead if there's one boundary that it has it's break the boundary Obviously, it's confined into the strains of time and time signature and key. But, well, to sometimes with the key, depends. But 
the one thing that continues to make the Grateful Dead so popular, pushing almost 60 years later, is that you are given this framework, i.e. a song. So, for example, one of my favorite songs by the Grateful Dead is Brown-Eyed Women. Brown-Eyed Women starts at roughly, on the live version, it's like seven minutes long. Um, It can go for 15 minutes. It can only go for three minutes. It can transition into... uh, touch of gray you know it the grateful dead can morph their sound into a three-hour set list and shape it around a couple different narratives for the first 50 years <laughs> it was central around um, well i should say about 40 ish for as long as jerry garcia was in the band it's central around jerry garcia bob weir phil lesh um, these guys among the rest of the band members can morph the sound into being this endless gigantic song so for example i went to see the new reincarnation of the grateful dead called dead and company which has three of the original members so bob weir bill krutzman and um mickey hart and then it also includes hotel hotel burbridge burbridge I forget the his last name, but I know it's Hotel. He's on bass. Then you have John Mayer, who is renowned. And then you have... Ah, I forget the keyboardist's name. But anyway, there's the younger group, and then there's the older group. Um, so Bob Weir, obviously, has been there. Bob Weir, Mickey Hart, and uh, Bill Krutzman have been there since the beginning. Uh, these are the guys that were doing it in 65, and they're doing it right now in 2019, 2020. Um, so they are central to this group because each band member has the ability to jam. Now, what is jamming for those who don't know music terms? A jam is essentially no rules. Somebody will kick off in a drum beat and then the guitar, the bass, you know, everybody else will like follow in around suit. They'll take turns crafting solos, lyrics, you know, whatever comes into fruition. Think of it like a jazz band where there are jazz solos that jazz solo but for like other different types of music is a jam um which is super cool so then you have you know these frameworks you know for example brown-eyed women um and then you'll have moments in there where uh john will start doing something and then it'll almost sound like it's changing it almost sounds like it's evolving It'll evolve, it'll evolve, and then they'll segue into a completely different song. It, yeah, it's in the same key, but what's interesting about this <clears throat> is that they have a continual ability to change and craft their sound in addition to keep going. Um, you know, obviously, there are the portions of it where uh, people are like on drugs, and that was part of the experience, but for me as a musician uh, and just an admir- admirer of music, Going to see Dead and Company was really cool because it had the ability to just keep evolving and changing. Um, you know, for the first hour and a half, they didn't take a break. You know, that's that's an amazing feat for a musician. You know, Bruce Springsteen puts on four-hour concerts. Uh, same, Eric Church does like three to four. The Grateful Dead had the ability to go on forever. Their lyrics are great. Um, you know, it, it's just an amazing experience. And also, the, the people are incredibly kind. 
Uh, and you know, kindness is part of the components of this podcast. Um, they're incredibly kind, you know, going up to them, you know, you can just talk to any of them. Uh, the only thing that they get really picky about is merch. Um, (laughs) they will fight for posters. I remember I, there were only five posters left for my specific show and I was able to get one. Um, just out of every merch table that was around the stadium. I, I had one of the 400 and I was super happy. <laughs> um, cause they almost sold out, but you know, deadheads are really kind. Uh, they have somewhat of a reputation to them. Uh, but other than that, the grateful dead are one of the most amazing bands and probably in my opinion, the best American band just for the ability and the tightness of the group as far as the ability to play around each other, it's an incredible thing to see. Uh, the new incarnation, Dead & Company, once again, it is phenomenal. Uh, if you have the chance to go see them live or just listen to one of the uh, live streams or uh, albums on Spotify, I highly encourage it. Um, it's Again, it's phenomenal. Um, you know, I too bad I can't play portions of their stuff. Um, I would require permission. Maybe in the future I could incorporate more of it in there. But um, there are these pilgrimage events to go see the shows. You know, I remember the venue that I went to, it was like sold out to uh, 20 some thousand people. You know, that's not only is that a lot of money for them, but, you know, to still be doing it 60 some years later and to have a whole new generation come up and be like, yeah, this is phenomenal. Like this is life changing. You know, it's, it's incredible. Um, again, I hope that you can enjoy it. I hope you get the chance to go see it at some point. It's just, again, it's, it's a phenomenal experience. So, well, with that, uh, that concludes episode number 10 of third shift thoughts with Joe Fizz. Um, I hope this one wasn't too hard for you. I know these are kind of a couple different topics uh, that may be, you know, mixed emotions for some. Uh, But then again, I wanted to come back as strongly as possible uh, and keep going into the future. So thank you so much for listening. Uh, I will um, catch you next month in June and with two new topics. I hope you stay safe. Think deep, be kind, and love deep. I think I said all those. Stay safe, think big, be kind, love deep. Yep, I got them all. Um, Please, 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 if you have any questions, if you want more, please reach out to me. Um, My email is jos, the letter R, B Y E R S, at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions for topics too, I'm always looking for something new. If you want something to be a little bit more researched, again, I should have done that with the COVID question, but if you uh, want something a little more in-depth, a deeper dive, I can devote one whole episode to it. Um, But again, this is my thing for you. If you want to dump something back, provide something back to me, I would greatly appreciate it. Um, Again, one final thing, my schoolwork is done. I'm done in that regard, so I will continue to make uh, podcasts into the future. One note about Graymore, though, um, a sad little note about Graymore. 
I'm going to have to change the name of it, which is something that, you know, kind of cuts me to the core. Since I've been doing Greymore for a couple of years now, um, The Elder Scrolls recently came out with the title of their new online expansion called Greymore. Uh, it's really similar to mine. Uh, technically, if we're going to get super technical with it, they have it copyrighted since the beginning of Skyrim. Uh, I did not realize that. I thought I was just coming up with a cool name, uh, but... I will definitely change that. The new name of the podcast is going to be called Gristholm. Gristholm. Uh, G-R-I-S-T-H-O-L-M-E. This is going to be coming to a new uh, podcast. I'm probably just going to rename everything. Um, We're going to start doing Origins. Gristholm Origins. Um, We started with Graymore Origins. It's now going to be changing to Gristholm. I wanted to also add components to the uh, show. I want people to have uh, appearances on there. Um, here's looking at you, Earl. Um, so if you guys want this to be a thing, uh, actually, no, it is a thing. It's going to be a thing. I'm just letting you know it's a thing. Um, one more other point to note, though. Um, I need to finish the... Uh, second and third arcs of uh, Gristholm from what I was starting to make before. Uh, This podcast, the Gristholm podcast, other than Gristholm Origins, which I will rename appropriately when that switch happens, um, Gristholm is going to be the prequel to the book Gristholm. Uh, This is something that I have thought about for a long time i've always wanted to write a book now that school's done again this book is going to come through so if you have any questions please don't be afraid to reach out Uh, once again this is joe fizz signing off saying stay safe think deep be kind and love deep gosh every time i screw that up okay think big love deep be kind gosh Be kind, think deep, love big, and stay safe. That should be, that should be it. That's good. That's good. All right. See you on the flip side, guys.